We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Good morning, everybody. I'm glad your Saturday has started with me. That makes me happy. And if you'd like to join us, you certainly can. It's easy. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. And the lines are wide open. Gil is the one that handles the line, and he has handled this since pretty much 2011. So um, we've kind of been married together for a while, but he kind of knows when I've stepped over. And... Uh, and I know when he stepped over. Gil, I want you to fire up your mic real quick. Yes, sir. And not, okay. Last week, I said a bad word. And I said to you on the break, can you remove that bad word? And you go, I think I caught it. A little later in the show, <laughs> Alan says, my son who was on the show, he's on the phone and he goes, oh, Gil didn't get that one. And I said, well, how do you know? And he goes, well, because mom just called. And she's mad at you for using a bad word. So then I got all kinds of emails from people who said Gil didn't get that bad word off before it went on the air. So I just want to tell you that I forgive you for a variety of reasons because I make more mistakes in the show than you've made in the last year. You almost caught me again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and 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 folks what haps what has to happen in a, in a radio show is is that for instance at 17 minutes after the hour I'm supposed to take a break now that's what we call a soft break I can be at 16 17 or 18 but at 30 at the bottom of the hour so at 10:30 I have to hit it perfectly at 40 flexible at 58 50 I have to hit that perfectly. So if I can pull that off, then, you know, it's it's an easy show. Gil knows that I don't always do that. <laughs> and he'll say to me, uh, it's time to take a break in my headphones. And then I look at the clock and I'm, you know, 30 seconds past the bottom of the hour at 30. And I'm supposed to be out at 30. So anyway, Gil's a great guy. He covers a lot of my mistakes. And I'm appreciative of that. So, Phoenix Body Works is looking for a technician that does wheel alignments. They do body work, so a lot of times after you get done fixing the wrecked car, you have to align it. It takes a special knowledge, and on a 1 to 10 scale, he's looking for a 7, 8, or 9. Oh, he'd be really happy with a 10. So he's got really good pay and performance incentives, family-owned shops. Your skills and knowledge will reward everybody. Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, weekends off. So just remember Phoenix Body Works, and that's a great place to go. It's 101 and uh, and east of the I-17. 
So that's Phoenix Body Works if you're in that area. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. The other day I was going through my desk. Now, we've been doing the best car repair shop since about 1990. So in 1990 at another station, I started there in 1988. But about, well, but the most one of the most common questions on the radio was, is, you know, can you send me to a good shop? So a couple of years later, if you remember, Rosie and I both came out with our best list. I did a car repair, paint and body, and he did, you know, plumbers and electrical and stuff like that. So I looked and I found this brochure from 1998, the 65 best auto repair shops in and around Phoenix for 1998 um, by Mark Salem. There's there's five of them that were on it in 1998. 22 years ago that are still on it today and I wanted to honor them Automotive Dynamics is in Sun City great shop I've known Chuck Nyday since the late 60's and they've been on it ever since Bell Automotive that's at McDowell and 87th Street and they've been in Scottsdale by the way and they've been in and, and actually they're in the second generation just like my kids are in the second generation so Carol Bell is the father of of the of Vicky and Craig that run the place. Um, he's not the father of both of them, obviously, but they've been around a long time. So second generation Blackwell Automotive. Oh, I could talk about Tom Blackwell for the hundred years, but he's ornery, he's nasty, he's dirty, mean and rotten. But he's a good technician and a good uh, shop owner. Harkers, Thirty Eighth Avenue Indian School, been around a long time. Mike Mike's Auto. Up in Glendale, been around a long time, so that was kind of a surprise to me, but I was really happy that I found this brochure. And there's lots of shops in here that have gone out of business. Um, I'm looking at Mesa. I'm looking at two Mesas. I'm looking at um, three Mesas, uh, four Mesa, five Mesa, lots of them. And then I got North Phoenix, and I got Mesa again, and Mesa again. We've lost a lot of shops in Mesa. We have one, which is Thompson's Auto Repair, but there's just a lot of them in here that were interesting to me. 602-508-0960. So I get this repair order sent to me, and I'm not going to tell you the name of the shop, but this Mustang goes in for work, and uh, it needs um, a bunch of engine work, and they charge $200 for checkout, and that's okay. I understand that. Um, but this is what the work order has. And this is this is kind of a default text in the work order software. So it says, You shall not disparage, defame, or discredit any member or employee of da-da-da auto repair or engage in any activity which would have the effect of disparaging, defame, defaming, and discrediting this auto repair shop or its members, managers, affiliates, officers, directors, employees in any way. That's really strange. That is really strange. What's really funny is the customer didn't sign any of this. Now I'm not a lawyer. There's a lot of friends of mine that are lawyers but I think in order to have an agreement you have to have a meeting of the minds. You have to have two people that believe. Now, I'm not quite sure the customer's going to sign this, but the one I have here, the customer didn't sign it. So it's just unusual that the shop is attempting to control your ability when it comes to reviews. 
and they're threatening you with ugliness if you disparage them or whatever. If you engage in any activity that would have the effect, and so you got all these words in there, but you're never going to see that on one of my work orders, and I'm quite sure you're never going to see that on any repair orders of any of my shops. Obviously, you live and die by the success of your repair and the quality of your work. That's the way it is. Everybody does that, me included. So it's not something that's special. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And there's a whole lot of shops that are in their second generation. There's nothing wrong with that. Thompson's Auto Repair and Mace is second generation. Bell Automotive, second generation. Automotive Dynamics Sun City, second generation. I'm just kind of looking through here. Um, oh, Martin's Auto, Dave Dave Martin, second generation. Uh, Larry Harker's Auto, second generation. So these guys have been in a long time, and the second generation, they wouldn't be there unless the first generation <laughs> passes the torch to them. It's no different than in my business. Both my kids have been around the shop for 20 years. We've been in business since 1979 working on cars. So, and they, and admittedly, they were born right around there. So, obviously, they didn't start working at the shop for quite some time. But certainly during their high school years, they were there. So, it's kind of like that with respect to who's running the store and how much experience they've had. It's not uncommon for the second generation to crash the airplane. That happens. There's a lot of us that have been able to avoid that, but I promise you that happens a lot. So we probably have successful transitions a lot more than we do, and maybe it's two-thirds successful and one-third the next generation doesn't do it. So those are the things that you have to have to think about, stuff like that. And speaking of good shops, Kurt's Auto Repair is up at I-17 in Bell. He's Kurt and Eric work together. They're a really good team. Last week we had Eric, which is Kurt's young, and then we had my son, Alan, and we had so much fun last week because the two young bucks were talking car repair and Kurt and I just sat back and we were so proud of them um, because they did a great job in answering questions and in reality between you and me they knew stuff that Kurt and I didn't know but it was kind of on the newer stuff the stuff that's a year too old pattern failures recalls to cover this on the eco diesel from Dodge etc etc so that was kind of neat. But anyway, you're in good hands if you're up at I-17 in Bell, anywhere around Kurtz. 602-508-0960. If you have a car question, if you have a comment, you're allowed to tell me about a bad experience at a shop, but you're not allowed to say the name of the shop. And then we can talk about, you know, what what could have done have been done better by you as well as the shop and stuff like that. So it's... Uh, but I'd rather you call me and ask me about symptoms. That's what we start with, the symptoms. Um, what kind of car do you have and how many miles has it got on it? And then tell me what it's doing or not doing, and then I'm going to ask you questions. A lady had sent me an email, and she talked about she had taken her Lincoln into a shop, and they had replaced a power steering hose. And since then, she's got a whine in the power steering. Now, when the, her hands are off the steering wheel... The wine is audible, but it's nothing, it's no big deal. But the minute she puts her hand on the steering wheel and turns it left and right, then there's an audible and a bad wine. Now, those of us that have been in the industry a long time 
And I said to her, is this a problem that you had before? No. Is this a problem they gave you? Yes. Okay. Is it any better, hot or cold? No. It's the same. A lot of times when we do power steering work, we mess up an O-ring or a seal and we suck air into the system. That causes the fluid to aerate. And then as a result of that, you end up with a whine. So it's not uncommon. My shop has done it. Everybody, I would suspect everybody's shop done it. And most of the time we learn from our mistakes. That's what we're supposed to do. But those are the things that happen in the car repair industry. 602-508-0960. My name is Mark Salem. We'll be back in about three minutes taking your call. 602-508-0960. Gil, it's up to you, buddy. Here's what you're saying about the Seth Liebson Show. Hi, Seth. Thanks for uh, putting on a fascinating show as usual. It's a pleasure to talk to you. You're such a delightful person. I think I like your show the most. I really appreciate the way that you treat all your guests and your callers as equals. You make me think in different ways that I'm not typically accustomed to thinking, and I like the challenge. Awesome show. I'm loving everything I'm hearing. Thank you very much. Weekdays at 3 on 960 The Patriot. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundphoenix.com. Surroundphoenix.com. Connecting you with new customers. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m., to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up... I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. 
Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. I am proud to defend our nation. Proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference. I am proud to be part of something larger than me and to serve my country. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving in the Air Force Reserve. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. I'm proud to be a member. I'm proud to protect our... Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. Well, welcome back, everybody. And we've got two callers, 602-508-0960. I'm going to get to them in just a real quick second. But let me tell you about Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue and Indian School, been in business since 1967. Clearly. They have been around the block more than a couple of times. And Bob and Ellen run Larry Harker's Auto, and they're really good. They're really nice people, and once you meet them, you'll understand. Bob's in the shop. Ellen handles the front counter. So if you're anywhere near 38th Avenue and Indian School, then Harker's Automotive is the place I'd go. And they're really good at finding problems. For instance, you start it up in the morning, you turn the steering wheel to the right, and there's a clucking noise underneath your car, your hood. That's the kind of stuff they're really, really good at, as well as oil changes and stuff like that. Paul, good morning to you. Hello, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Uh, this concerns a uh, 2010 Kia air conditioning system. Uh, it had lost efficiency, and uh, the coolant had leaked, had uh, escaped, or okay. the uh, refrigerant had escaped. Uh, I took it to a shop, and uh, they did the refill procedure and added dye. The idea is I would bring it back at uh, a convenient time, <clears throat> which kind of got delayed. Uh, finally, it uh, lost its efficiency again. It only worked a little bit. And uh, I took it into the shop to, uh, you know, see if they could find dye residue. And uh, the fellow there, counter guy, said he was going to need a bunch of time, I quote, a uh, bunch of time to find that. Well, I couldn't get a ride uh, to leave it for long, so it didn't get done. Uh, my question for you is, should it take a bunch of time to visualize or visually look for dye residue? Well, there is one place in the car that's difficult, and oftentimes what happens is is that the people come to the conclusion that it's behind the glove box and it's the evaporator core, which is the second most expensive place that you have to spend money for a leak. If he's talking about taking the glove box out and if he's talking about getting an eyeball on the evaporator or if he's talking about bringing a camera up the condensation tube and looking around inside at the evaporator looking for dye, now you also have to get a black light in there as well. So there's some ways that we can do that. Yes, if he's going to do that, that's a bunch of time. Usually, 90% of the time with the black light, all you're going to do is start at the compressor. You're going to look at the front and the back of the compressor. You're going to follow both of the lines. One of the lines is going to go to the compressor, um, or one of the lines is going to go to the condenser, which is in front of the radiator, and one of the lines is going to go to a fitting through the firewall, and then you've got one other line. It's... It's really pretty easy, and like I said, 90% of the time, you're going to see the dye. Now, sometimes you don't, but there's two Schrader valves, and you saw him hook his hoses up to those. We have to check those, too. So 
On a 1 to 10 scale, the success rate in most shops is about 8 on a 1 to 10 scale of finding it and fixing it. There's always that 2% that's difficult at best to find, and sometimes it needs to get worse than better. But here's the real sin. The real sin is is everybody, not everybody, a lot of shops will just naturally bid the, the evaporator behind the glove box. The only thing that's more expensive is that compressor. So it's going to cost a lot of money to take that dash apart. The problem is is you feel bad because you spent a whole lot of money, and it could be hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Then you end up with the same problem, and that's just a terrible feeling. So that's why you have to look them in the eye and say, I'm not coming back for a year. You need to find it. The nose of the compressor is also a difficult place, so sometimes you have to take the clutch off of it to look inside of it, inside the front seal. So, yes, the answer is is there's a bunch of time, but I would think that most of us would just simply look at it um, and have the customer sit in the lobby, unless it's Monday morning or Friday afternoon, and that's kind of difficult for obvious reasons. Okay? Yeah, I think he was pretty busy, and he gave me the worst-case scenario, and I think he was kind of trying to run me off, maybe. And, uh, hey, I understand that. That happens. Okay, did he okay, charge I, you? For, I, I, hold on, did he charge you for the service? Oh, no, of no, no, we were just in? conversing at the counter. No, no, when he put Freon in it and then put dye in it and send you away for the test and then brought you back, did he charge you oh, for yeah, the dye? Oh, yeah, that was a 200, 200 plus job to do that, and okay. it worked for maybe nine months. Okay. Uh, so there's a leak in the thing somewhere. I just, I wanted to know for sure if he was required to go and dig out the evaporator uh, leak situation uh, or he could or you know or I could just say hey man if it's the evaporator forget it I'll do without the AC you know that kind of deal well in in my world it's not very often it's the evaporator it's just not and it's not that hard to stick a long q-tip up the condenser hose and at the back side is where we have the refrigerant, and you just kind of swab around, and then you pull the Q-tip back out, and you shine your light on it. And if there's dye on it, then you know it's coming from there. But that's not, it's maybe one out of ten leaks is actually the evaporator core. But I can't explain why he did what he did, but maybe you look for somebody else. Okay? Okay, I sure appreciate your help, and now I know what to ask for when I'm going in to talk to somebody. Yeah, yeah. Big help. It's it's okay if you said, check the obvious in front of the windshield, okay? Check the obvious in front of the windshield. We got that evaporator that's the passenger side of the windshield on the on the passenger side, so let's leave that till later. Because a lot of a lot of technicians will say, oh, I can't find it, so it has to be in the evaporator. That's not good enough for me. I don't like it when my technicians do that, and a lot of shops don't. Anyway, thanks, Paul. Keith, you're up next. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Okay. I'm finally in a position where I can uh, buy my dream vehicle, which is an old Willys Jeep. Might sound silly, but I've always wanted one since I was in the Marine Corps. So I'm not a mechanic. I have zero mechanical abilities and skills. What do I look out for? What is a common problem that you could foresee most people coming into getting something like that? Well... Before you start, what I want you to do is make sure that you pay somebody to do a used car checkover. That's something that we do all the time. And so you need to you say to them, I'd like to know 
what what it's what's wrong today and how much it's going to cost to fix it and then i want to know next week next month and next year so i want you to look in the future and do your best to give me an idea now the second thing is you want to drive it so if you drive it down the road and it's got a really rough ride and there's a vibration in the car is it in the front or the back? If it's in the front, it shakes the steering wheel. If it's in the back, it shakes the seat of your pants. How does it turn? Does it squeak when it turns right or left? <sighs> Got some bad bushings or dry bushings in the front end. How does it shift? How fast will it go? Is there a vibration that gets worse with speed and then we get up to 40, 50, 60? I don't think your willies will do 70. But you get up in the tall end speed and it's just shaking the heck out of the car or the Jeep. So and then you want the maintenance records from the the guy that's that's got it for sale, the seller. And you want somebody to stick a probe in the tailpipe and let's see how rich it's running or how lean it's running and let's see if it's running perfectly. And so then take a spark plug out and then maybe run a compression test on it. Although if it idles good, then the compression test might be money that's not well spent. So those are the things that I would hope my customer would do when they're going to buy something like that. Okay. Last question about the gas itself. I know it used to run on regular gas. Is What would you run that on, and, and is it something that would be easily obtainable here in Arizona? It depends on who you talk to. There's a lot of gray-haired guys out there that add lead to their, their regular, and uh, they said they need lead for the valves and the seats and all that kind of stuff. I just disagree with that. Um, the question then becomes, well, how many of those have you seen? And Mark says, none. <laughs> how many old cars do you have? A lot. Are you putting lead additive in the fuel tanks of any of your old cars, Mark? No. So what happens? The valve seats fall out. The valves have problems. So you're not seeing it? No, I'm not. Okay. So I would just use a regular gas, and I'd make sure the filter's changed every once in a while. 602-508-0960. We've got open lines available. 602 508 0960. Gil's going to answer the phone, take your your name, and then I'll get you on the air just as soon as I can. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Rain Tree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Rain Tree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Rain Tree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, our guest will be David Bedin, director of the Center for Near East Policy Research in Jerusalem, who will analyze the changes we might soon see in American-Israeli relations and how it might revitalize the role of the anti-Israel agencies at the United Nations. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot.
on the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade for my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. Of course, you already know that Thanksgiving is associated with the Pilgrim's Feast at Plymouth Plantation. You've seen the paintings and heard the story of the bountiful harvest. But have you heard the whole story? I just published a piece on Town Hall Finance which documents how, when the pilgrims arrived, they were required by London elites who financed the expedition to practice a form of communism, which was in vogue at the time. We shouldn't be surprised that the result was famine, starvation, and plague. The settlers decided to defy the planners in London to reject what they called the conceits of Plato and instead embrace the Ten Commandments and instituted private property. The result was abundance. That history used to be taught to earlier generations of Americans, but no longer. Maybe this Thanksgiving, skip the arguing about politics and put something else on the table. Share the real hidden history of America. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm Jerry Boyer. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu we can do this together. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of... No, it's... Yes, 34 minutes after the hour of if 10 o'clock. I'll, I'll get it right, I promise. Anyway, we've got callers on the line, so we're going to go do those guys first. Roy, you're up first. How can I help you? Hi. Uh, Hi. Thanks for taking my call. I have a 2005 Ford E250. That's a, a van, a long van. Yeah. And I, only about a month, I bought it from the original owner a month ago, and it's been just running fabulously. Friday at work, the battery light turned on. So, you know, I, I got home, and uh, and then this morning I, I had made an appointment to go to our local uh, mechanic nearby. So, before I went, I I wanted to put a charge on it because I didn't want the battery to go dead while I'm driving. And uh, put it like a 30-minute charge on it. And got in and started up. The battery light was no longer on. So I went to the shop and said, ah, you know, the light's no longer on. He said, well, for 30 bucks, to check it out. So I said, well, 
I'll wait and see what happens at that time. So I go home and turn the van on later again, and I'm actually driving it right now, and the daddy light turned on again. Uh, so I'm sitting at Wendy's, and the battery light turns off. Okay, well, that, so, get to the end of this story, though, for me. So I, I don't know what, what I should do. So I spent, go and take it to a shop. But the YouTube, uh, you know, you can, they show you kind of how to test your alternator where you're, you know, you're at, you know, 12.5 volts or whatever. Um, yeah, I can just go out and buy me a voltmeter and do those simple tests. Well, no, you but, can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. If you want to, then spend a couple hundred dollars for an inductive amp meter and then a voltmeter and then an ohm meter. And the voltmeter and the ohm meter probably be the same thing. Then you can go to YouTube all you want, but 12.5 is not the good number. It's not. So when you go into YouTube and you start measuring it at 12.5 and it's 12.6, you go, okay, it's okay. No, it isn't. It should be one volt over battery voltage. So if you have 12.6, it should be 13.6. And then on the amp draw, what's going to be a good amp draw when you're cranking cold and cranking hot? And how do you hook up your meter? So the bottom line is, is you just need to take it into somebody and have them do it an electrical systems test. Battery charge, alternator's ability to replenish the battery, battery load test, shorts and draws. Um, and make sure that the regulator's good. The, and it's regulating the amount of current going in and out of the battery. And most of the time, that test might be 45 to $65. And so my suggestion is, is you do that. If you look in, in your motor's manual, the red light means there's a, a problem with the, the uh, um, charging system. Sometimes it's a, it's, a, it's a diode in the alternator. And sometimes it's the regulator, but we have to have good ground and good power. And the fact that the light's intermittent would suggest that we've got a ground problem. The battery has to be grounded to the engine and to the frame and to what we call the core support, which is the thing that holds the radiator. So you've got to make sure that you're hopscotching that ground all the way around that van to make sure that the electrical system all sees the same voltage. So a fully charged battery is going to be somewhere in the vicinity of 13 volts, and again, you're going to be one volt over that when you're alternator and you're running at about 1,000 RPM instead of idle. So I don't know that I would count on YouTube, and certainly you're welcome to buy whatever you want, but you have to know the numbers, and you have to know what's good and bad. And YouTube and the Internet's usually a bad place for that. Tom, good morning. How can we help you? Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Good. I think this is an easy one. I have a 2013 Mini Cooper basic engine, had the front brakes done, you know, a month ago. Today I have a brake light on and a uh, car on a lift showing on the warning light. I suspect that I may have a brake pad issue, but I thought I'd ask you, get your insight. It always happens on Friday afternoon. Yeah, of course. You know. At 4 o'clock, and I can't get in anywhere, so okay. here I am. <laughs> All righty. Did you open up the brake fluid system when you did the brakes? Uh, yes. Okay. More than likely, you have uneven pressure to the front and the rear. Very common problem. If you want to try to uh, bleed it yourself, get your wife in the cab of the Mini Cooper, and you're going to be underneath it and hope she loves you so she doesn't run over your head. 
Yeah. And you're yeah. going to start at the right rear, and then you're going to do the left rear, and then you're going to do the fronts. And she's going to pump it up gently, not fast, not machine gun like. One, two, three, and hold them, honey. And then open up the bleeder and watch it. And if it spits, then you need to do it again. And if it comes out solid fluid, okay, we're done. Then you go to the other one. But if you opened up the system, more than likely you have uneven pressure, so the proportioning valve's turning on the light. It's just telling you I have uneven pressure. It it doesn't necessarily mean that the brakes are bad or failing. It's just uneven pressure. And the key word was yes when you said that I when I said did you open the system up? Okay. All right. Okay. Good. All right. Well, good luck so, to you. Very good luck to you. All righty. Um, Bob, you hang on because i got a break, but I'll, I'm going to take you first on the other side of this two and a half minutes. If you listen to this radio station for 24 hours straight, you'd hear about a quarter of a million words, and thousands of those words every day come from listeners like you. No one values your opinion more than we do. And when you support our advertisers, you turn words into actions. We know you're not always going to agree with us, but we wouldn't be here without you. So we thank you for listening and supporting our advertisers. 960 The Patriot, a Salem Media Group station. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer. Rest easy with the new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed. You can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Will it help with her snoring? I snore. Does Rudolph have a red nose? Yes, it can be gently raised on either side to help relieve snoring. So you can really promise better sleep. Not promise, prove. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed. Plus special financing and Cyber Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T, F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty, then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately, because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment, and that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs. Face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. I'll pick you up after school. Okay, I got it. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine, and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. 
Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. Hey, parents of children with asthma, here's another hit from the Breathe Easies. Come on and clean up the mold. Whoa. Clean up the mold. Whoa. Mold can trigger asthma in kids young and old. Come on and clean up the mold. Whoa. Clean up the mold in your house. Whoa. This song may be fun, but childhood asthma is not. Preventing asthma attacks can be as simple as cleaning up the mold and mildew in your house. For more Breathe Easy tips to help stop asthma attacks, go to noattacks.org. Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and I guess we should push all kind. Oh, it's 10. Okay. Gil's saying 10 now. So it's okay. 10 is fine. Anyway, um, Bob, I'm Bob. I'm going to get to you in just a quick second here. Action Auto Repairs at I-17 in Deer Valley. I've known Tom since 1983. I'm not going to send you any place that I don't know the owner personally, and I have all these guys' cell phone in my phone, and they have mine. So it's something that it's kind of like a big fraternity, and we all help one another, and we're all pretty good about what we do. So Action Auto Repair, I-17 in Deer Valley, been around a long time. And if you're up in that way, he'd been around since 1983. If you're up that way and looking for a shop, then he's your guy. Bob, good morning. How can we help you? Morning, Mark. You know how most vehicles don't come with Zerk fittings, you know, for the ball joints? Uh-huh. Do you ever use a needle fitting on a grease gun? Like to try to slip grease in under the uh, the rubber boot to grease a ball joint when there's no zerk fitting. Yeah, most of the ones with no zerk fitting are sealed, and when you when you explode the rubber bellows that contains the the uh, grease, then you replace it. But the answer to your question is is yeah, we oftentimes use a needle. Now we don't use a needle unless the the gray haired guy tells us to. So what we do is just look at the bag. And if it's not collapsed, it's not like a plastic bag where somebody sucked all the air out of it, and you can touch it and feel that it's got grease in it, then no, we're not going to stick a needle in it. But if somebody wants us to, yes, we will, and I think that really goes for all the shops. But you're not puncturing the actual rubber. You're like slipping the needle in between No, we're puncturing the rubber. You are? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to pump grease in there until you pull the needle out and all of a sudden it squirts into the next bay. I mean, that's not going to happen. All you're going to do is stick the needle in the boot and pump grease until it, till you see movement of the boot, and then you're going to stop. So, I mean, it's okay. not a really big needle. It's not anything that's substantial. And I don't know that I've ever stuck a needle in a lower ball joint boot and had it you know, when you set the thing back down on the ground, there's a big stream of grease as you back it off the rack. I, I don't think I have that. But then again, you got two possibilities. It's sealed and it's fine. Or if you want to put grease in it, then yes, you have to use the needle. Anyway, Bob, thank you very much. That's a good question. I want to go back to Tom on the Mini Cooper. Tom, when you did the brake work, I asked you if you opened up the system and you said, yeah. I want to tell you that we rarely do that. On the front calipers, you can take a C-clamp and just gently seat the piston and on both sides. You want to make sure you don't shove a bunch of brake fluid back up to the master and overflow the master and cylinder all over the paint underneath the car. So use a turkey baster and usually take a little bit out, at least to the ad mark. As far as the rears are concerned, sometimes you need a special tool to collapse the pistons in the back because they're hooked to the parking brake. 
So you have to use a tool to screw the piston in, or you, and then sometimes you have to open up the system to push the piston in. But there's a variety of ways to do that. So I wanted you know everybody else to know that most of the time you don't have to open up the brake system. You can just collapse the pistons on all four to put the pads in and put them back up. And then the first two or three stabs of the brake pedal, it's going to go to the floor. But you just keep pumping it, and pretty soon it'll come up and be firm and hard, and everything is fine. 602-508-0960, if you have a car question. We're going to be here for another hour after this, so you can you can call us anytime between now and 12 o'clock because we're going to be here during that period of time. It's, it's, I, I, this is a difficult subject to discuss because it sounds really self-serving, but it's not. It doesn't really make any sense for you to go to the auto parts store and have someone tell you how to fix your car. Folks, I went into the auto parts store to get a small battery for my quad this weekend. Not my quad, but the grandkids were coming up, and one of the 90 Polarises, the four-wheelers, had a battery that was bad. And how did I know that? This is how. I put it on the charger, and it came up to 13. I go, mm. it was just, you know, it was just had discharged. So I put it in the scooter. And I put my voltmeter on it, and I hit the key, and it fell to 3 volts. Okay? So I'm going to ask all you hairy-chested guys out there, so what does that tell you? Now, the starter cranked over, but then quit. And so we went from 13 to 3. And the answer is, is it better not drop below 9.6, and it better start off close to 14, the battery. And when you crank it, it shouldn't drop below 9.6, but when it drops to 3, the battery's shorted. While I'm in the auto parts store, I see all kinds of advice. And all the advice is centered around you need this new Freon to put in your, your car, and it has a leak, um, it has some leak stop to it, and it'll make your air conditioning work a whole bunch better, and It'll help you grow hair on your head, and it'll make your wife love you. Well, I don't have a wife. Well, it'll make your ex-wife love you. So it's just an environment that's different. And just like every other environment, Walmart, for instance, they want to sell you something. And so some of the stuff in the auto portion is not good for you. And what really is bad is it's not good for me. Here's why. You put stop leak in your air conditioning unit. I have a piece of equipment that can cost me seven to $10,000. Now we have filters in those. Because as we pull out your refrigerant to clean it and weigh it, your stop leak can destroy our piece of equipment. And we're not going to be able to get you to pay for that machine that costs five, six, seven, eight, nine thousand dollars $9,000. But... We're going to be real careful. So now we're pretty smart to take a small pen or a small screwdriver and just hit that Schrader valve two or three times with a tissue over it and look for stop leak. But stop leak is not a viable repair for any kind of an air conditioning system problem. Not. You're going to cause tremendous damage to that system, and that leak is going to be small compared to the bill. So those are the kinds of things that we see. We see refrigerant with you know it makes it smell good and it's a stop leak and it adds extra oil to it well too much oil in an air conditioning system you you can never overcome that 
So you can put the exactly amount of Freon in it, but it's still not going to blow cold because you got too much oil in there. So now we're going to have to open up the whole system and blow out all the oil and then put an ounce or two in the evaporator, an ounce or two in the condenser, and then whatever the the alter or the whatever the compressor has and we have to suck the oil out of it that's going to cost you a lot of money so those are the things and it sounds like I'm it's self-serving it's not i'm just trying to warn you that the little three-whiskered kid behind the counter and the old guys they're there to sell you something i saw if i've seen it once i've seen it 20 times the person will come in there the guy will go outside and check the code so the check engine light is on they check the code and it says oxygen sensor so they go inside and they look it up and they tell the customer oh yeah you have one oxygen sensor and it's this much money they sell the oxygen sensor to the customer less than 50% of the time when we have an oxygen sensor code is the oxygen sensor the actual problem the oxygen sensor is the tattletale of the system the oxygen sensor is going to tell us something, but we have to know what it's telling you. So if the oxygen sensor is screaming lean all the time, otherwise the absence of fuel. We have too much air and not enough fuel coming out this tailpipe. Well, we make it run rich underneath the hood, and the oxygen sensor goes from 1 to 10. Ooh, good, because lean is 1, 10 is real rich, too much fuel. So we just faked out the oxygen sensor and we went up front and we caused a real rich condition and you're giving the motor a lot of gas so we better see that oxygen sensor go to the top end of its range and in reality it's one to five and i should have used one to five instead of one to ten that's what you're looking for now if it's on the rich side you go underneath the hood and you create a vacuum leak and then you look to see if it changes and if it doesn't change the oxygen sensor is bad if it does change then we got a problem underneath the hood. The oxygen sensor is either stuck on the high side or stuck on the low side, and you've got to go find it and fix it. Today, some cars have four and well, four pre and post, four oxygen sensors in the car. What happens is, is somebody will put one in, and it won't fix it. Then they'll put two, and then they'll put three, and then they'll put four. It's a bad idea because the repair is going to be a whole lot less than four O2 sensors. And that's what they call them, O2, is oxygen. So it's, it, it, I can't tell you how many times we've got a canister that's been flooded. Um, we have an engine, engine oil that is contaminated with a lot of gas because the oil's changed. I mean, we fix bad oxygen, well, we fix oxygen sensor codes sometimes by changing the oil. So vacuum leaks and stuff like that. There's times the catalytic converter's not processing correctly, so there's a O2 sensor on the front side, on the inlet, inlet side, and the oxygen sensor there says, 555, five, five. I'm running, I see lots and lots of fuel. Then the catalytic converter's supposed to consume the fuel, because the catalytic converter is nothing more than just like your grill that you make steaks on. It gets red hot, and as the fuel goes through it, it consumes the fuel. So if we have a 5 going in, we should have a 1 going out. So we've changed the structure of the exhaust from containing a whole bunch of fuel to no fuel. So we have to deal with all of that. It's a lot more than just putting a sensor in. I'd like to do that. I'd like to put in four sensors on everybody that comes in. 
The problem is, is it's going to come back because I never fixed the real problem. But there's tremendous profit in four oxygen sensors plus the installation. So I just want to warn you that that's not necessarily a good idea. I don't care if you come to my shop or any other shop, but here's the deal. 75% of you are going to come to somebody's shop because after you put all four in, it's not going to turn off the check engine light. If it does turn off the check engine light, it's just for a short period of time, and you're never going to get through emissions because the monitors will never reset because the computer has to see a straight line operation for a long period of time. And if your line goes up and down, up and down, or up, 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 down, 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 then obviously we haven't fixed it. And so if the computer's monitoring that, it's going, I'm not going to reset the monitors. The monitors are screaming that this is unusual, this is not normal. But on the other hand, the monitors are saying, everything's 10-4. So the monitor, after it sees that three, four, five, six times, turns off the check engine light, resets the monitors, you skate through emissions. So the emission system and the O2 sensors is the most abused. Then you'll put in 402 sensors and they'll tell you it's a $400 MAP sensor or a mass airflow sensor. And by the time you're done, you spend $1,000 or more and you still have a check engine light and you still get can't, can't get through emissions. And God forbid that you take it into a shop and you've got a bad vacuum leak or you have a bad fuel pressure regulator that's leaking raw fuel into the engine. And then the repair is $100 100 to $150 of a fuel pressure regulator plus the labor to install it, $100, $150. So you have a $300 part and labor expense, which then makes the car perfect after you spent, I don't know, 1000 bucks for a whole bunch of guesses. So it's just a good idea. to. But there's times that you take your car in and you say, I just want you to tell me what it is. And then you look them in the eye and go, tell me if it's a guess too. So are you capable of doing the diagnosis to what's, what's it need? Yeah. Then here's the problem with that, because a lot of shops don't do that. The problem is you go buy a cheap oxygen sensor, you put it in, it doesn't work. Now, in order for us to vindicate ourselves, we have to go do the diagnostic for you. So then we say, your oxygen sensor is not performing. It looks new, but it's just not working. Now, we put a new one in, and it works perfectly. So now, what are you going to do? Well, the shop just spent a whole lot of money doing a, diagnost a, a bunch of diagnostic work that they really shouldn't have, but they, it, we have to check the oxygen sensor, and we put it in from the customer. The problem is, is when it goes bad, who's going to pay the diagnostic for that? Who's going to pay the fee associated with diagnosing the problem, which may or may not be related to that oxygen sensor? So you can see the difference. It's a difficult line to draw. There's a lot of shops that won't install customer parts for that same reason. My part, my labor, my diagnosis, you got, I got you covered. Something happens, I got you covered. On the flip side of that coin, you throw in the customer's part, it just gets ugly. 602-508-0960, we'll be back for another hour. This was a paid program and was provided for informational purposes only.